Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. What's going on, Philadelphia? That's right. Kyle Quinn knows I like the Allison Chain, so we're switching it up a little bit. Uh, it is Go Birds Radio. Right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I am John Barchard, uh, part of the Go Birds podcast. You can follow along at Go Birds Pod. Of course, Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer. Uh, you can uh, read and hear everything that we do week by week, day by day, 94WIP.com slash Go Birds. And it has been uh, quite an interesting 48 hours, certainly. After a lot of people, we were, I mean, we were dealing with some pain uh, just to just to get you know rid of the coronavirus and just to find a way to get to sports and uh, and that has been shaken up uh, too and I, I know that is definitely at the forefront of where we're at right now and I know that there's I, I believe coming in here there was scheduled to you know have some protests and things like that that are happening here um, and you know not that this is going to be a complete sounding board for all of that stuff but just know that it, 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 everything is is out in the front we really can't miss any of this stuff and I, I understand a lot of people's pain right now and, uh, and it's kind of interesting at least to me and this is what what I believe is uh, is is at the forefront when we're talking about the Eagles because normally normally there aren't a lot of bigger statements from franchise players about what's going on you know amongst us and with the riots in the last 40 hours 48 hours and all of this and you have Carson Wentz kind of stepping out on the ledge and saying this this big statement that was kind of unexpected you know a lot and you're seeing it a lot with uh Tom Brady has, has stepped out and certainly Zach Ertz and Julie Ertz have stepped out and had mentioned you know everything surrounding George Floyd here and this is Carson's statement if you haven't you know seen it uh through on Twitter or social media or you haven't seen it on any news and it's a long statement and it should be uh and and here's what he says he's been thinking about George Floyd uh and the situation and thinking of the words to come up uh, to say and coming up empty Quote, all I know is that institutional racism is the is in this country and it breaks my heart and it needs to stop. Can't even fathom what the black community has endured on a daily basis. Being from North Dakota, I've spent a large part of my life surrounded by people of similar color. So I'm not going to act like I know what the black community goes through or even has through already. Uh, I, uh, and it goes on to say, I'll never know that the feeling of having to worry about my kids going outside because of their skin color. However... I do know that we are all equal at the foot of the cross, and Jesus taught us to value others' lives like they were our own, regardless of skin tone. 
So this might seem like a ramble, and perhaps it is. I don't understand the society that we live in that doesn't value all human life. It is heartbreaking and disturbing. My prayers go out to every man, woman, and child that has endured the effects of racism in our society. And that's a lot to unpack while this is all happening here. And we are looking for distraction. And Zach Ertz and Julie Ertz follow up with a very similar statement in the same way. And like I said, around the NFL, people are starting to reach out and do these things. And it's so interesting talking to you this afternoon because it is a gorgeous day. I do want to say that. If nothing else, uh, you know, the, the weather is at least cooperating with all going on. Um, and even before I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you this afternoon, um, I, I don't know how much you know uh, about me, but here's what I'll say to you. It's like uh, there are there are a lot of metaphors in life and, and trying to get here and, you know, do my job to make sure that we can just press on and go on. Uh, and I'm, I'm sitting there with this child that I'm helping raising who uh, is autistic and cannot speak like you and I. And I've got to speak for him a lot of the times. You know, and I have to make sure that he's protected at all times, going in and out. And just like any father figure or any mother figure, you're going to want to protect that child always. You know, and uh, it was uh, again, we didn't understand each other because I want, you know, that that I I only know how to refer him to as my child, even though he's not biological, because I'm with him every single day. You know, and trying to make him understand just from a day-to-day perspective on going to the bathroom or understanding why we can't stay outside, you know, which is normal to a, a, a typical parent, you know, which you have those conversations with, you can unpack a lot of those things with. Uh, and in this case, you know, I'm trying to get here to make sure we're sharp because this is a this is all a very serious part of what's going on in our world right now and it is again colliding when we usually say you know stick to sports or whatever and this time there are no sports and this is why you're hearing a lot of these statements from Carson from Zach from all these other people and sitting there trying to you know make him understand that I've got to go to work and we just can't stay outside right now is an hour and a half long battle you know, and sometimes you want to lose your patience over it because you've been over this thing again and again and again and again and again. And I get him to a calm spot, and you know what happens right after that? He doesn't know what to do with his emotions, and he pees all over me. I have to go and change my clothes, and it's just again and to go over the same things again and again and reinforce again and again what is important, what we have to do, and make sure that I'm communicating as best as I possibly can to that child because he doesn't understand me a lot of the time. And I think that's a great metaphor for what is happening right now in front of us. And so when I hear Carson Wentz's words, it makes me feel and it makes me go to a place where I say, I can do better. It makes me more comfortable to come on and talk to you and say, we do have problems in this country right now, you know, and we look to sports all of the time to ease that pain. And I've seen a lot of great people step out and say a lot of logical, great words to that. But when Carson says these things, it makes me feel more comfortable because normally this is for a lot of different reasons, for metaphorical reasons, for what's happening around and what we're looking for with answers and things like that. But I look at Carson, who is in a been in a pretty crazy spot all over just as a football player who doesn't have to say any of these things. 
Zach Ertz doesn't have to say any of these things. Tom Brady doesn't have to say any of these things. But here he is coming out after the Eagles got rid of Malcolm Jenkins, who was very obviously passionate about the things that he did on and off the field. And the Eagles even described what a large leadership role they are losing. You hear Jason Kelsey, you know, day to day say, we are looking for that magnanimous Jason Peters-like person in our locker room and somebody that we can go to. And we question Carson's leadership a lot of the time, you know, all of the time, in fact, between Nick Foles, between is he a better leader than Dak Prescott, and all of these different criticisms that I think some have been valid and some have not. And, you know, that's why we're stuck in this cycle of we're not really sure where Carson's at. The stuff that he said to deal with post-Super Bowl, the Nick Foles statue, um, being told that he's not that great of a quarterback after this year, and then coming back in the left half of the season, proving once again that, yes, he can do the same things that Nick Foles can do in the second half, and on and on and on. And we are sitting here waiting for sports to happen, and we are sitting here waiting for Eagles news and all of this other things that are coming along, and... All of the voices that were lost, and including Chris Long in this specific venture, you know, for Carson to step out on the ledge shows a lot to his teammates, who most of them in that locker room are black. And I think to me, stepping out on the ledge and saying, I've got you guys, I am here, shows tremendous leadership no matter how you feel on either side of this issue. But this is part of why I also feel more comfortable talking about these things with neighbors, with you know my soon-to-be wife, with my, my community, with all of that. Because that's the great thing about sports. No matter what we really feel on the outside, there's a lot of great perspective inside in our escape and what we love. And I thought what Carson and Zach Ertz did as a almost feeling like a joint statement, specifically with the Eagles. And I'm including Julie in that too. I don't want to, you know, pretend like she wasn't part of that as well because she is a spectacular athlete in her own right. But when the Eagles players see both of them step out after Malcolm Jenkins is not here, after Jason Peters, we don't know if he is going to be here or not, a sounding voice to say, listen, guys, I know it's crazy out here right now, But no matter what happens in this locker room, I've got you. And there are a lot of things that I don't understand as a white male in the, you know, United States alone, but just generally, what are we supposed to be doing? It's good that they approached it in the way that they did, because I think there are a lot of us that have questions on misinterpretations on what's happening. But I do know we're fighting a lot and I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely hate that we're going all through this again because these are things that my parents taught me about when they were growing up. And it's hard to swallow, excuse me, that we're kind of back to this point when I thought we were supposed to be better than our parents. And that's how I approach life. So when Carson and Zach say these things to me as a diehard Eagles fan, and that's the only difference between you and me. I have a microphone in front of me, and that's it. I get pinned into media. I get pinned into Homer, to whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you and I are the exact same person. I just happen to have a microphone and a great voice that my grandfather gave me, and that's it. That is it. It doesn't mean that I'm right. 
And it doesn't mean that I'm wrong on any of this stuff. But what I do know, when sports continues to you know, push back a little more and say, hey, we can't just ignore these things because most of our culture in the NFL is a black culture. It's what made the game thrive, you know, and was ignored for so long. I think it's okay to accept these things and and to say out loud that we are scared and we don't know what's happening next. And I know that there are things that are happening here in Philly today. And I just want you to know that I'm with you no matter what. No matter what, I'm with you because we're all Eagles fans. We all believe that Midnight Green and some of us Cali and some of us whatever, that that's the only color that matters on Sundays. And I think Carson and Zach and hopefully more as they come out is very impactful and very powerful to soothe a community or try their best to soothe the community, to get their conversation started. It's why I respected Malcolm Jenkins, even though I probably didn't agree with everything that he said. And uh, and the same with a lot of people that you are going to meet in life. And that's part of where we're at now, that disagreeing is not allowed. You know, on whatever issue that you might stand, it's not allowed anymore for some reason. And I think that's crazy. You have got to hear everyone's side on everything. And when it's obvious and it is in front of you and you know it's a lie, then say so. That's where we're at right now. And it's confusing and no one, it doesn't feel anyway. And there are a lot of people trying. So don't let me try and diminish everything that has been happening even before all of this started. But the impactful words of Eagles players do to me try to help soothe the community. And that's what I at least, we only have two hours together, and, and I think we need that, you know, because I can't hide behind it anymore. That's, that's my biggest beef with all of this. I, I cannot escape to it. And when Carson and when Zach are saying, hey, this is messed up, and we need to start talking about these things, I think that's important. So... I know that there's a lot to unpack with all this stuff, and I want everybody to to know that I'm with you, no matter what, because we're all Eagles fans, and we figure this stuff out, you know. Uh, and and I, I don't know what else I'm going to say to you today, honestly, because I, I I came in here with a, a a prepared plan to get us away from all this stuff and to do Lashawn McCoy for the 90th time in a row, and do we need you know veteran running backs? And, and I still want to do all that stuff. We can certainly do that. Kyle Quinn is here with me producing. I was, uh, you know, I mean, I was telling him, like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it into the station on time because the traffic was so crazy and just everything that has happened throughout the day and what has been happening for months at a time and weeks at a time. I know we're all hurting. And I, I don't know about you, Kyle, but I think it's a great thing, no matter if you really believe fully in the statement or not, with – Carson Wentz with Zach Ertz coming out and saying, hey, you know, we recognize this stuff too. We, we, we want everyone to be heard, and let's start actually making movement and action towards that. I yeah. think that's important. It sends a very, very powerful message, and I think Ben Franklin said that justice won't be achieved until the people who aren't as affected are just as outraged as the people who and, are. And even though that he originally went to Boston, he's a Philadelphian. It's okay. So we have to stand by that too. 215-592-9494. I think it's a great thing that Carson and Zach stepped out 
not only for their communities, but I think it shows a lot for that locker room. A lot, a lot. And those are things that we heard about Carson and his leadership and Zach and his leadership, who is obviously here before Carson and had to be that bridge guy between Chip Kelly, you know, Andy Reid, the ups and downs, the backs and forths, all of that. You know, and to see them now come full circle and and attach themselves to these leadership roles, not only to the locker room but towards the community, stuff that they've always done, but it's in in really tough situations to come out. I think that is very impactful to the community. 215-592-9494. We start out, Go Birds, with uh, Henry in Middletown. Henry, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, hey, how y'all doing? Good, man. Yeah, I want to comment. I know right now uh, y'all talking about uh, Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz coming out and making their statements. My thing is what happened, you know, this been going on for years. You know, I'm a black American, and uh, this year has been going on for quite a while. Where was all these voices, even when Kaepernick came out, just to say, when he came out, it wasn't much support. It yeah. got twisted around mm-hmm. to saying he was uh, anti-American or didn't represent the flag, didn't respect the flag, when actually, actually this is what he was trying to protest. Even though he may have did it wrong by doing it on that field, if y'all said it was the wrong place, not the right platform to do it, but still it wasn't enough voices you know, to even help with this guy when he was trying to make this statement. When he was trying to say the, all this abuse that's been going on, the uh, inequality, you know, the things yeah. that weren't right that was happening. But yeah, now and, and, I know with Zach and, and uh, uh, Carson, you know, I mean, it's good, but we're going to need a lot more than just their voice. And it's not just the Philly, man. This right. is a national crisis. Absolutely. It's not just here in Philly. It's everywhere. And we should start stepping up speaking for the thing that's not right and supporting everybody, white, black, Hispanic, or whatever. If it's unjust, something has to be done, and we need to back it up, speak up, especially those guys in that position who have, you know, people who look towards them, look up to them, the, the Zach, the Malcolm, who we don't have any longer, but we as a society need to come together, get this stuff under control, and try to be a nation that's united and not always still back like we were in the 50s and the yes. 40s. Yeah. And that's what we needed uh, clear up here. And, and Henry, I appreciate your words. And uh, I tell you what, guys, like because I know this is going to be hard for a lot of us, and it's hard for me right now too. So let's step away for a second because I want to give everybody, you know, equal amount of time today. But for me, just to just to keep this into – Carson and Zach, you know, and I know that's, uh, I I, I don't want to limit anybody, really, but um, what they have done and showed has made me feel more comfortable, and I'll explain really all of what that means to me at the end of the show, but I I know that uh, they didn't have to go and do that, and there was a lot of athletes, including, you know, like I said, Tom Brady from the college section, there was Trevor Lawrence who kind of stepped out and you know, um, I, I think it's important to understand and breathe and also, you know, make sure that we are listening to everything that is going on and to try and appreciate one another. And I appreciate Carson and Zach uh, doing that. 
uh, less than about 24 hours ago. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. I am John Barchard. This is Go Birds Radio, and it's all happening right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm John Barchard, along with Kyle Quinn producing on the ones and twos. 215-592-9494. Uh, and like I was saying, uh, as we opened here, I mean, uh, Zach Ertz, Carson Wentz with a very, I thought, foot forward, powerful message, you know, to explain how they're feeling about uh, the uh, Floyd situation and how it's uh, it affected everybody over the, the last 48 hours, but obviously, specifically the black community. And uh, I, I thought that was a, a very unexpected and surprising statement, and uh, I I think it is important that it came out, and it almost is trying to soothe the city. It's trying to have an understanding. I thought it was a very good message to send to at least let's have this conversation, so we don't have to keep doing this over and over again. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We go to Joe in uh, Southampton. Joe, thanks for joining the show. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. I just wanted to call you up and say, uh, yeah. What that policeman did was wrong, but what those people did is is terrible. Rioted in the streets, destroying businesses. There's no excuse for that. Absolutely none. Well, Joe, I know that's uh, kind of where a lot of you know when when you look at the situation just on the surface, that's not a way to continue for sure. You and I can agree on that part. Uh, well, you know, yeah. Hey, just over uh, the past couple days here, yeah. a policeman was shot. How many shootings did they have in North Philly? Did that ever? Uh, did they ever uh, address that, or they looked the other way? I, I, Joe, I, I honestly don't know uh, because, and that's yeah. They looked the and one more thing, you know, they're always uh, going after us fans. Hey, particularly white fans, and most of the people that come to those games are white, and we pay including myself, a lot of money. Yeah, but Joe, I'm I'm not, and, and and I I don't really understand the point of that. Then you know, like that. What is that? that to me, conversations like that don't help. You know, get us anywhere. And, and it, it that that's part of why I think Carson and Zach are addressing what they're addressing is because it's it's all just this blame game back and forth of. You know, actually, it's you guys. Actually, it's us. Actually, it's me. And that's the the part that I, you know, start to realize, too, is this is always dangerous, too, because you go back on Facebook, right? Like during all of this time. But I want to be there to share thoughts with family. That's where most of them are. And one of the, the, the people that I've met in my Eagles life and fandom, you know, is African-American, is black, has two uh, wonderful husbands. Uh, it knows Jason Kelsey really well, and that's how we met is because that's, you know, through my brother, you know, Jason Kelsey has all these wonderful football programs that he kind of tries to go and help out during the summer and after, you know, uh, trying to see uh, how he can help with youth football leagues and all this other stuff. You you start to, you want to be in this place at all times. Like, it's just, all right, everything's cool, but I, I read her messages on Facebook, and she says things like, the, the other day my son was riding his bike and decided to pull some hydrangeas off the bush in our neighborhood to give to me. And in his eyes, he was doing something sweet for me, but when he brought them back, I had to tell him to never do something like that again. And you, you read that statement, and you go like, well, what, what's the deal? 
And I had to tell him, as she's saying, goes on to say, I had to tell him that he took something from someone else's bush that they work hard to grow. And secondly, I had to tell him not to, be, not to do it because I fear for his life and safety. Now, that is something, and she goes on, and I'll, I'll let her explain in her own words that people want to say, see that, but to the buoys, I, 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 that, that stopped me in my tracks sometimes because that's part of it. We can say you know, whatever we want to back and forth, but at the end of the day, if, I, if you know those people, especially if you know those people. And, I, and that's part of the problem with a lot of things, I think, in life. Unless they are right in front of you, you're going to pretend like they don't exist or that you, somebody's not getting enough coverage of their story or this story or that story. But that's what's part of having these hard conversations is realizing that maybe our priorities, like Joe and his priorities, are not as important right now as – what we're witnessing and what is keeps continuing to happen because like I said that's fine and all but where are we when I'm seeing some of the same things that we fought about when I wasn't alive and we're fighting about them again that means something and part of that is not working and and to get to uh, you know a point where you're just using money and what I, I don't really understand Joe's point to be honest with you that's I think that's why I'm confused on this but what I do know is Carson and others and Zach Ertz and a lot of other people that and, and Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long, there are a lot of people in the black community who has been saying, please be allies. And how could I turn down being an ally to the buoys who I love dearly, who I know? And and that that's the whole thing about having these conversations because I don't want to call out people like, oh yeah, I have this many people of color friends. Because that's not genuine either. That doesn't advance the conversation. And that's been disingenuous for us for a very long time. That's not how I think we get things done. 215-592-9494. We go to Pat in uh, Tabernacle. Pat, thanks for calling the show. John, hey, listen, man. Um, you know, I called Kyle. I called in, and, uh, man, just your, your opening uh, monologue there. Just, you know, I can I can really feel what you're saying. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a 54-year-old white man, and I'm just, I'm full of, I, I don't even know what to say, man. It's just, yeah. it's, it's so disgusting. And I've, I've thankfully, you know, prior to all this as just my own individual to try to do things that I can, you know, because like I, I, I hear things as a blue collar white man, you know, language on job sites and stuff. And, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's, it's, you know, there's an assumption that because I'm white, I'm racist. Yes. Oh, and and I grew up in a in a in a bigoted racist household, and I had to stand up to 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 brothers, and I had to stand up to to my own mother, you know, and 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 with a lot of animosity, with a lot of, you know, it it it, it took a lot for me to kind of just stand up for what I believe is right, you know, and and I just can't even. I have five brothers, and and if if any one of those was my brother, and if that cop did that. I mean, like, I, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Yeah. And that I, is, I, that, I, that's, and, and, and it's good to hear, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the solution. And, and Carson, you know, summed up how I feel. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm allowed, I'm allowed to hurt too. You know, I've never, I've never, I, I can't imagine like, you know, I just recently saw the movie Harriet. Right. And that movie touched me in such a way. And like, I, I, I plead just stupidity and ignorance that I didn't understand the, the, the story of who this person was and what Philadelphia did 
you know, Philadelphia has a has a good history, you know, like with with helping out with 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 the Underground Railroad and stuff, you yeah. know, and like. I don't know. I'm just I'm disgusted. I'm fed well, up. and 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 Pat, and 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 I I really appreciate your words too because that is something that I and I can only speak for myself in my own perspective as a white male, you know. I and I I feel the same way that Pat in hey, and I've been in Ubers, mind you, in multiple different cities. This one, uh, Los Angeles, Chicago, and somehow when I get into that car. And there's another white male in that car. Somehow that is okay to start throwing the N-word around like it's an acceptable thing. And because I believe we are taught to be non-confrontational a lot of the time, or at least I was in my household, that we don't call those things out. And that just continues on into the next thing. And that happens in our schools. That just does. I don't know where it comes from exactly, and that's when I try to remember the first times that you're caught in those situations. And for me, it was middle school, and it was me in middle school in Bucks County. And you are pressured to be on that side a lot of the time. Otherwise, you're left out. And when you're trying to process those things as a 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth grader and trying to figure out life just in general and where it's supposed to go, that shapes you pretty early. The, the era I grew up in was shaped pretty early with shows like Cops and a bunch of other things to shape my perspective on that. And if we, I, I'm speaking in terms of, I guess that's the royal way because I don't want to speak for everybody. But at least for me, I think that you can start to at least assume that you're wrong on a lot of things. Assume that you're wrong because one, it's a lot more f- f- fulfilling in life. Because it makes you more curious and ask you more questions and less defensive about stuff. That's what I would do. You know, I don't have the answers either like Pat. But start saying I'm wrong and go find out reasons why you're wrong instead of trying to confirm why you're right all the time. Because that is the basis of conversations mostly that we have. And to learn that conflict is okay, but healthy conflict is much better than keep running into these situations and it's happened in a lot of different decades 215-592-9494 we go to matt in uh, mayfair who's been hanging on matt i appreciate you hanging on man hey john how are you today? good good uh so i echo everyone else's statements john by saying that you get your uh, outstanding uh, intro to your show i appreciate it matt thank you um if you would, I'd like to share my story with you. Please. Uh, and this is this kind of nesting with what Carson and uh, Zach did by coming out and speaking. So real quick, um, I just retired from 28 years of service in the Army. Uh, literally just retired. I, uh, my last day of work was oh, wow. March 11th. I appreciate and that, Matt. Thank you so, for doing that for us. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I've been to uh, combat six times. I was wounded three times. But anyway. I was excited about starting my second life, uh, you know, coming back to Philly and getting that started with. And then, of course, three days after I left the Army, the world stopped, you know. Yeah. And, I've, and I spent, well, we're coming up on three months in quarantine now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, desperate times, uh, it, it, it was, it, you know, it was lonely, you know, no one to talk to, no one to see, no one to hang out with. But me personally, and uh, this, was, this worked for me. Every morning when I'd wake up, 94 WIP was there. Now, mm-hmm. again, I've, I've listened to 94 WIP all my life, but you guys were always there. Yeah. Through this whole thing. 
And it, it, it helped. It helped to know that there was somebody else out there. It helped to know that people were talking about things that we could all still talk about. Now, again, this is just me personally. I'm sure. not saying that, that, that 94 WIP is going to save the, save the planet. But, <laughs> I mean, but, I mean if, it, wait, if I tell Joe to camera that, he might buy into it. So let's – I mean, there is, a, there is a possibility there. No, I'm, sorry, I'm just kidding, Matt. Go ahead. But um, there's a, someone's 94 WIP is out there. People's 94 WIP is there. Mm-hmm. there. There's something in everybody's life, and they just got to look for it, that will shape a positive change and put people on the right path instead of the path that we're that some of us are on right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it's horrible what's, what's, what happened uh, in Minnesota. And you're right. Uh, this narrative is long past. It's yeah. shelf life. Long past. Yeah. Uh, it passed it over 150 years ago. Yeah, man. And that's oh. – oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Con- no, go ahead. No, go, John. I, 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 I was just going to say that it's – yeah, and that's why it's hard to come up with with any one answer because when we're reacting, we're constantly reacting, and we're not being proactive in any of this stuff, and that's why it sounds like the same arguments over and over again because everyone's community needs to be better. You know, every single person's needs to be better. And for guys like you and me, Matt, I you know, like I I I need to know what the next steps are because for me personally, just shut up and listen. You know, because that was the point of all of this. We have just as much power to end these type of riots as the people that are starting them if we listen. You know, that's why they're doing this in the first place. Uh, And we don't have to like what they hear. That's okay. That's not the point of these demonstrations. The point is to get our attention and then to continue on with the conversation. Uh, And I feel like we have a hard time grasping on what protests actually are right now, you know. No, I, I agree, John, but as long as people like Malcolm Jenkins and Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz and 94WIP keep the message going, keep it flowing, it will. It will get through. And, I, I, again, I'm, I'm, here, I'm a living proof of that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, by no means am I shut in or anything like that. I'm a pretty sane man, I would think. But, uh, <laughs> but, but during this time, I was cut off just like everybody else was. And yeah. I was literally entering in a world that I hadn't been into since I was 18. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys helped me get to this point. And, and I'll, I'll always be thankful for that. So, Well, we appreciate message, that, man. The message is out there, John. So yeah. thank you for taking my call. Man. Of course, man. Absolutely. Thanks for – you can call anytime, obviously. 215-592-9494. And that's what it is. It is. There is a lot of stuff going on because, you know, right all before this – There was a pandemic, and even a couple of days ago, we are, I don't even know if I'm using the right word, but inoculated with billionaires versus millionaires. And like that was our main, it was like, come on, guys, we need something to get it going. And this time, there's really nothing to back off from. And that's why I think you're seeing Carson come out, and that's why you're seeing Zach come out. And that is why during this pandemic, while all this is happening, we are all sitting at home, right? Or a majority of us are sitting at home. So it is. It, it opens up the thinking jar. And I believe what Carson and Zach did to come out and show not only the city, but especially the teammates to fill a void where Malcolm Jenkins' voice might have been, where Chris Long's voice might have been, I think it's important to show the rest of his teammates that he can handle those things too. 215-592-9494. It is Go Birds Radio. Right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
It is Go Birds Radio. All happening right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I am John Barcher, 215-592-9494. And uh, as we've been discussing for the first hour here, uh, Carson Wentz, a pretty uh, very big, impactful statement. Uh, it's been happening a lot in the last 24 hours, especially in the sports world. Uh, Zach and Julie Ertz, of course, also uh, making their joint statement and uh, this is coming from Zach's Twitter feed here, if you haven't had a chance to read or listen to his words. But him and Julie are saying this. Over the past few days, my emotions have been swirling, consistently trying to come up with the perfect words to write in regards to George Floyd and the tragic murder that took place in Minnesota. With that being said, even the thought of trying to come up with something, uh, come up with the, the perfect saying is damn selfish. What I do know is that I'm unbelievably sorry, and I'm sorry for the pain and the hurt of the African-American community that is endured by another human. And more than anything, I am sorry that you feel that you are alone in this situation. Every day I wake up grateful for what Jesus has done in my life. The substantial uh, debt that uh, forgave me is something that I will never take for granted. However, the grace was not because of the color of my skin. It was solely because he loves us. We are all created equal, period, and I'm, I'm so sorry that this system has perpetuated lies that we are not. Julie and I are standing with all of you during this time solely out of love. I will not believe that America of the past is going to be America of the future, and Julie and I are committed to learning how we can help and how we can be there uh, when people are there that need help with reaching out. Uh, we love uh, because he loved us first, Zach and Julie. So that is a is a very, you know— Big, impactful statement from Zach and Julie Ertz from Carson Wentz. And, and that's my question to you this afternoon is how does that make you feel? And I've gone on to say it's made me feel co- more comfortable about having the conversation just in life. But more importantly, is for the Eagles, I think that was the right thing to do for his teammates to stand up for them as well as, you know, we're all trying to process this again, it seems like, and try to come up with the – a, a a better solution than what we have seen uh, uh you know over the past 48 hours here 215-592-9494 to go to Ron in Overbrook Ron thanks for calling the show you're on GoBirds radio John Blanchard, thanks for taking my call brother of course man listen so i'm hearing you speak to a lot about what Carson Wentz has said and Zach and Julie Ertz mm-hmm. i'm just curious to uh can you speak to what Colin Kaepernick has been saying for years, as he started uh-huh. this conversation a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and it seems like all people wanted to talk about then was him not kneeling, or well, him kneeling, yes, and not pledging his allegiance to the flag. So this conversation, uh, black folks have been trying to have for years, mm-hmm. but just going back as far as what Colin Kaepernick has to say. I was just wondering your perspective on his take and how you see that now in retrospect. Oh well, that's 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 part of the the big opening here that I hope people are understanding here, Ron, is because if we're complaining, uh, and I'm I'm just using me. I don't I don't mean to speak in general for white people, but I am a white male. As a white male, uh, I I think there are so many things that have got that got missed in that whole thing. You know, and if you're complaining about what's happening now versus a peaceful protest and what was that could have been solved easily if the NFL was that upset by it, at least in my opinion, you could have turned the cameras off during the national anthem if that's what you really were bothered by or just not show them, you know, all, all simple things. Uh, right. And that was his right to do that, just like it's mm-hmm. everyone's right to peacefully or unpeacefully protest. And that's something that I think has been 
lost during these conversations as well, Ron. I, I'm, I, I think that everyone made a, a, a huge mistake by not listening to that first. And if they didn't want to listen to that, more specifically here, you had Malcolm championing a lot of the same issues and a lot of the same words as well. So, Correct. you know, Correct. That, that, that I think, yes, this all could have been avoided if we listened a lot better. That yes, that is my yes. opinion. Yes, Ron. Okay. All right. Well, then, thank you. Thank you for addressing that because I hear a lot of people talking or saying that now they want to have the conversation uh-huh. when, like you just spoke to, when it was time to do it in a peaceful way when Cali Kaepernick was bringing it to the fore. Mm-hmm. That was the time then you could have had the conversation, well, not after Mr. George's death. Ron, you know what I learned in life sometimes too is that you need to prove it to people to make sure you know you're serious, and I That's- think a lot of them. Uh, a lot of people that were on the other side of that underestimated, you know, the anger, the the continuing situation, which is very evident, clear after the past couple of weeks here, and and now it, that's that at least is what I see as the big difference between this is Ron. Everyone understands way more now. Would you agree with that? And it, and it's sad I, that it had to come to this for people to understand that too. I do. I, I do agree with that. And I, and I hope that we can have a productive conversation about this and actually do something about this. This this second pandemic, if you want to call it yes, that, has right. been going on forever. Yes. Thanks abs- for taking my call, man, and go birds. Go birds, Ron, as always. Yeah, that's it. Hey, and this is rule starting from today and forever, no matter what. No matter how t- intense the, the conversation gets, that is what usually gets us through it. That's the great thing. That is why we named it the podcast. Do you know why? I mean, I know it feels like we're just ripping off something that is of, of casual Philadelphia culture when we yell, go birds. But that's the point of it, Kyle. No matter what. If we're having a really crappy day, go birds. Yeah, just, it, just a quick thought. I mean, <laughs> go birds. Go birds. Hey, look, can, can I just say something real quick? Go birds. If it ever gets too intense, let's remember that at any point. And not just for today and on the radio. At home, do the same thing. Hey, 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 go birds. You know, if you can't agree on anything, and we can't even agree on the stuff that's happening with the Philadelphia Eagles, too. I mean, you guys all think I'm crazy because I think Jalen Hurts is the secret new weapon that's going to cause all this, you know, different stuff. And maybe, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't do that. See, I'm learning. I'm learning when to like tone it down and to, you know, not go crazy here, uh, for sure. 215-592-9494. Nick in Collegeville, so good to hear your voice, man. Thanks for hey, calling John, the show. Man. Good to, always good to listen and, uh, you know, call you. Um, and I, you know what? And I wish we were yelling, screaming about Jalen Hurts. I really, <laughs> me I, too. I, I That's mean, all I want right now. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I turn on Twitter and you know, you hit the little app, and then, and now I just, I don't even know why I do it because I hit it, and I'm probably like you, where I follow a lot of mostly sports people, but yeah. a couple news people, a couple entrepreneurs, a couple, you know, you, you know, yeah, you're your Gary V's are in there. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking and, about. Yeah, and right, and it seems like every week that goes by, I have to literally, get, I literally turn it all, I click it, and I read five tweets and then responses, and I click right off. Here's my thing: I was, I wanted to call up and be as positive as I could and move the conversation forward. Sure, because when I was 15, I thought there was so much potential going forward. I'm 51 now. I'm literally the introvert now. 15 versus 51, <laughs> the inverse. And I'm and and I'm so depressed now. Yeah. So and, and now we had your very first caller and what he said, and your last your last caller and what he said. Two opposite ends, right? Yes. Let me add some more. And I hate to even go down this road. No, no, Colin no. Kaepernick, this is this. That's why. That's why we're here. So Cat was quarterback from 2011 2016. <laughs> you know, I hate to go political under an Obama administration. Okay. 
And he, all he said was, I want to have a conversation. And nobody wanted to have it. Yeah. That's 2019 under the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Do you think people want to have this discussion now? I mean, like we do. Right. But the real people. The real people. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's right. that, th- That's why I think everybody's just kind of walking on eggshells here, Nick. And you're right. This is, this is to me, this is not even presidential because racism is carried on no matter who has been president. So it doesn't matter right. what side of the aisle you're on. That's what I'm saying. Like, we get stuck in this crap all the time. And really, it shouldn't be about that because racism is easy to identify. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, uh, that, that's all. these conversations. Right. We need. But I, I, I drove through the city because I wasn't paying attention to the detour sign and forgot that the freaking school was shut down. And I'm driving through the city, and, and it was calm. Like, you wouldn't even yeah. know this was going on. But you have to have that conversation street corner to street corner, but also all the way up to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, to Albany, New York, to Washington, D.C. And unfortunately, the real players in this, they don't want to have these conversations. This is the way I see the world, unfortunately, now. 90% of everybody knows where they stand. And, and 90% yeah. of our population believes, like, understands what happened, and it's completely wrong on what happened uh, so far. But you have 5% that see it one way, and they're loud and boisterous, and yes. you see 5% at the other side. Yep. And if we're lucky, there's 0.1% or 0.5% of the population who will hear these discussions and change. But in the grand scheme of things, it, it like well, in 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 part in 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 Nick, your frustration with that and who is listening, absolutely. And that's, I mean, to be honest with you, that's what the black community has been saying since uh, bef- way before I was born. That's just factual and true. You know, uh, I I think that yes, the the point of trying to turn and say why aren't you listening to us is a lot better in numbers, and it's a lot better when it's. Looks like a rainbow as opposed to one because we just know, and I'm again speaking for me, this is why it seems so difficult, I think, to comprehend sometimes because I know that someone's listening to me, even right now. I mean, I don't mean literally because there's a microphone in front of me. Yes, I, I but in, just in terms of issues that I personally have for whatever my politics are, I know that somebody's listening to me about it. I And I don't think that the black community has been seen many, many times that we are not listening and we aren't. And Malcolm Jenkins said that, and he held up the largest sign in the world. When was that? Two years ago? Say, you're still not listening. And he was right too. So when I see Carson step up with, with that and, you know, to keep that message moving, which again, as Ron pointed out, is not originally any of these, but I I don't think that anything changes, like Nick was saying, unless you start talking to your own base as well. And that's really the conversations we need to be having. Whatever your friends are, whatever your political alignments are, it is easier to convince them of something because you guys are on the same side. And if you feel as though that something is wrong, that is the approach that I would take. And I have seen work successfully, including last night when I'm watching the Atlanta police chief have a conversation with protesters and making sure that there aren't a lot of you know back and forth with smoke and pepper spray and all that. That is something that I think has been done before in the past, but the differences between what happened there and what you continue to see when you push back with violence on violence, nothing works that way. 
So I thought that was a new, interesting approach to that. To Nick's point, we have to start doing that. We have to make sure that those in power hear all of us like that in one voice. And I don't think that's what's happening right now. And that is why there's so much backlash and all these things going on. So to me, again, it's soothing to at least know that Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz are out here in one form or another and making the messages very clear on where they stand on all these things, which is why we get to have a great conversation today for another hour at least, and I'm glad that you're with me uh, for that. Uh, 215-592-9494. We'll get to uh, Tom and Lola, and uh, I, I don't know. i got to talk about Kyle Quinn's hat too because I'm not sure what's going on there exactly. Uh, is, and, and there's, there's a, obviously a lot to, that we need to get off of our chest uh, as well. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio right here. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I am John Barchard along with Kyle Quinn uh, producing this fine program. Uh, Rob Ellis coming up at 3 o'clock. We'll have you right up until uh, 6. I did enjoy, uh, by the way, speaking of the the nice escape, it was wonderful to hear uh, Keanu Neal's uh, knee still functional from last night in that divisional game in which we played. Uh, It was nice nice going around to see. It wasn't many uh, Nick Foles highlights in that one, by the way. I noticed that. I was like, wait a minute. He's uh, handing off to LeGarrette Blunt an awful lot here. But uh, just to let you know, I figured out the mystery. What I thought Kyle Quinn was bringing into his fashion sense was one of those really stupid, uh, I don't know if you've seen The Departed, but I call it the Matt Damon hat, where it's just a solid color, you know, and it kind of has like a a pullover that resembles that. So I didn't know if you were undercover today or not. No. I didn't realize the mask was covering the Flyers logo, so respect. Just following some health and safety (laughs) protocols, you know. No big deal. Just doing a little show here. 215-592-9494. And that um, was what struck me today before I came in. I had a crazy start to the the morning, the day, um, and I'm sure all of you had too. And to be just a little thankful that we can be sitting here having a normal, somewhat normal conversation about all these things. And I felt compelled to do that simply because of Carson and Zach's messaging today. You know, where I think it's sometimes hard to read the room. It is. It's really hard to read the room sometimes on what to do and what not to do. And coming in here, it's the same thing for me. I'm not exactly sure what I should do coming into this because I want to be able to escape and I want you to be able to escape. But for the first time in history when we don't have sports, and let me tell you, to listening to Glenn and Ray talk to George Foreman for an hour was really a treat. You know, and I don't have that kind of pull. And I, I think that's what, you know, why I think I, I love listening to them coming in on Saturdays. That whole thing has been wonderful. You know, Mark was chiming in and saying that WIP has been that escape. And I, I just couldn't today, especially with how this is all coming to fruition here in front of us on our televisions, on YouTube, where we're streaming, seeing all these different things, uh, you know, burning up and Everyone's asking why and how and all of this. And I know that there is, I, I guess, somewhat is is supposed to be happening here in Philadelphia. Um, coming in, it was it felt pretty calm. But just to kind of have this sense of release almost is what I felt when, when Zach and Carson made their statements and saying, like, yes, it's so silly to sit on the sidelines for this one, <laughs> you know. And 
uh, we do need to move this conversation forward, but actually move it forward this time and not just sit here and hope it gets better. And that is why I think it was very important just for the city, for us as Eagles fans, but also just to try and help soothe some of this. And a lot of people have been trying to soothe and to understand and on and on. You know, and uh, seeing Killer Mike last night from you know Run the Jewels, and he's been an activist for a very long time. Has had you know a, a very very big voice down there, and with uh, the black community in general. And to hear him and his pain in all of this over the last you know twenty four and forty eight hours, as if this isn't a time to wake up and start thinking differently about all this, I, I don't know what is. And that's what scares me. You know, in coming here today, I I wanted to give you let's fight about running backs, but it's really hard to do that stuff when life around us can keeps interrupting. And I think it's okay to talk about these things, even if it's just for a short while. Um, Carson and Zach and a lot of others have made it okay to let's let's start moving this conversation. And I didn't really want to waste any of your time or my time. I, I think it's important to pick up that message and to actually put it into action, whether it's us talking together or like I've been saying, I think it's very important that whatever you're feeling and whatever you want to share, it should be with somebody that is close to you or that has your point of view or something like that. I think it's important to have these, but also take that with you and maybe, maybe not convince, but open somebody else's minds to a different perspective. And we've done that before with friends where I've grown up, certainly. And that is part of accepting a lot of these things too, where if you are like me, and you did grow up in the suburbs. Hell, I was I still get made fun of because I was born in Iowa. And I'm sorry, I can't control my, my parents' uh, consummate marriages. I, I wish I could. Uh, but to, to know that even for my experience and, and seeing and understanding and being okay in elementary school and then suddenly the world tells you that it's not okay to accept people like we all see color. We will continue to see color. I think it's disingenuous not to do that, but to see color and to judge it is still where we're at here and we're still judging it no matter what it is. And I am tired of it. You know, I'm, I'm tired of it. Like I just, I, I, I can't, sit here anymore and just be quiet and assume things are going to get better. They're saying to us right now, we need your help. We have needed your help since God knows how long. And if it's finally this that we're waking up, then I'm waking up too. And this is, and not to, don't throw that woke crap at me. That's not what this is about. Okay. You know, I I know that there is a, a lot of different sticky situations where this conversation can turn left or right, but certainly there are so many voices that are crying out right now and say, please help us. And we need to do that. You know, like that, that is part of it. How can, how can I as a white male help you? And that, that is something that I think is okay to ask because we don't know. We really don't know when to step in. We don't know when to step out. It doesn't seem like I I never want to get to a point where it feels like I'm talking down to or preaching or trying to make it sound like I know better because I have no idea. I don't. And that's very startling to me that I can wake up and not think about any of this stuff and go about my day. And if you are saying that if you are like me, 
Uh, and in that uh, frame of reference that it is very easy to get stuck in, everything's fine because it's not happening to you. But it is going to happen to somebody that we know, and I would rather not have that happen before the next conversation that we have. So that, I think, is important, at least for today, to try and move that forward a little bit, but also understand that we all love each other here, and I hope that's the case here, and that we can hopefully express all these things day by day, and it's not going to be easy. None of this is going to be easy. What's the, what's the famous line there, Kyle? Uh, the truth will set you free, but it's going to piss you off first. And I think that's where we're kind of at. And, and if we can accept the truths of everything, then we can move forward. And that is something I know that we uh, always try to do with <laughs> parental relationships. Or like, just tell me it's going to be okay. You know, like, can we start clean? Good Lord. Yeah, and, and that's where I'm at. I want to start clean with everything. And I know that's, that's uh, easy for me to say with, <laughs> with snapping my fingers, but that's not the reality uh, kind of here either. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Lola in Jenkintown, uh, who's been waiting on. Jen- uh, Lola, yes. thank you. Yes, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to, hello? Yes. Oh, yeah. You're, oh, you're oh, with yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, thank you for having this conversation today. Um, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, um, uh, and um, so I, I just want to thank you. As, and I'm just saying this because you said it, a white man having this conversation yeah. on a sports radio talk show that I listen to um, throughout the sports when sports are playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to say that I think you, this conversation is a start. And I think that what, um, from your generation, you're a little bit older than I am. I think you said you were like in your 50s or something. Oh, no, I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm actually probably closer towards you. See, it's, it's the voice that throws everybody off. I'm actually uh, under 40, for what it's worth. Oh, oh, okay. Well, then we're in the same age group. Okay. okay. So I just wanted to say that growing up, um, even in a nice area, I grew up in, in Chestnut Hill, right? Mm-hmm. And even in a nice area like that, um, you know, we, black people, I think it, it, the spectrum is this, that, we just have to come to a common ground and understand that racism is taught. And what you yes. said was so profound that you, you weren't born that way, but this is what you heard in your town in Iowa. This is what you heard in school. Another gentleman said this is what he hears on. Well, Lola, just to, just to clarify, I actually didn't hear those things until I got to the East Coast, for what it's worth. But, oh, but okay, yes, but okay, yes, just, right. just to point it okay, out well, there. I didn't want to insult okay. my Iowans. That's all. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's good to hear then. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm just, well, I was just actually just making the point that when you hear these things, we have to decry these things. We cannot, you know what, because what happens is, I, you know, on the other spectrum, black people have always heard that white people are racist, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I went to college and then when I met a lot of different um, white people from different backgrounds, that's not what I experienced. But what you do experience is that white people will say, what I see on media, what I see from, you know, I meet people from all over the world. This is what they are, this is what is put into their head, that the first thing you see on the news is, uh, you know, a black man has done this or done that, yep. raped, robbed, or whatever. And so I think the depictions are, it, it, this is what's out here. But I think you have to judge people on who they are, not mm-hmm. based off of a race and a color. And when white people, please, guys, when you hear this racism, we can't let this continue to go on to eat the next generation, decry these things, say, listen, this is not right. This is not how, you know, you should talk about people. We don't, you can't listen to these things because once you hear these things, these things are ingrained in you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what, what um, has been going on for, for years and centuries and centuries that we are, are allowing these pockets of, 
our friends, because they're our friends, because they're our relatives, right. that we don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to um, make anybody mad. But you have to say, listen, these things aren't right what you're saying. These things aren't right what you're doing. And we won't have these instances that um, keep coming up. And I want to also say to Joe, who called in, yes, we do see this, the violence that's happening in North Philly. Black America decries these things. We do not want these things to happen. We have peace rallies. We try to stop this, this violence that is happening in the innocent communities. So, no, we speak about this. We're at the police precinct. Just because I live in Jenkintown, my family still lives in Philly. We are mm-hmm. active about trying to stop this crime. And I just wanted to say one more thing. We want to go to the baseball games, the football games and stuff, but a lot of times we might not have all the money to buy uh, season tickets. But we're there. We represent. I try to get to five. Well, Lola, I was going to say, I, I mean, I can't afford so them I either. I, I mean, like, it's, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no. And I didn't mean that as a criticism. I'm just saying, like, I, that's why I didn't understand Joe's point. I can't afford them. I can, I can barely afford them to go to one game. You know, is like, that's, right? you know, so, so that is, and, and to me, like, the other thing that I was thinking about through all this, Lola, is, you know, I, I think that there are, some boundaries which i i think we end up crossing a lot of time when we want to help you know and and it's actually not helping a lot of the time and one of the things i thought of was i don't know if you saw this as well where there was a police officer who had stopped a uh a a couple of police officers i think in los angeles obviously because you'll know the next person i'm about to say where just checking in to make sure everything was okay and it was denzel washington and Denzel Washington stopped Absolutely. and got out of the car. And I go, why yeah, does it take? It. Why does it take Denzel Washington for make to make people stop? Right. You know why? Why? Why can't that be just your neighbor checking in real quick? And I You're think right. that's more a part of what we need to check in while those things are going on to make well, sure called, that these it's things don't happen. Humanity, it's not called yeah. color. Right. It's called humanity, and that's what we have to get beyond. And we can't go back. I mean. If you're under in third in your thirties, we're in the same age range. We can't go back to what we weren't even when we were. I wasn't even alive in the sixties, but right. when you see the images and the depictions, that's what it seems like we're going to. And we cannot allow that. It's called humanity, mm-hmm. and it's not about a color because we have more in common than we do than that's different. We all want a good life. We all want to send our kids to college. We all want a nice home. We all want a nice job. We Absolutely. all want to retire and travel. There is nothing different I see really between the races. But the racism. Correct. So thank you so much for letting me talk, and I'm going to continue to listen to you. And this is, I'm going to tell you something. You might not think that you're doing a lot today, but you really are, because it starts with a conversation. And if you, if you, and if you think you're crossing boundaries, just say this. Say, you know what, um, is it okay if I say this to you as my black friend or whoever is in your life? Is it okay? You can start off with saying that. You can start off with saying, I don't want to cross boundaries. If I'm going too far, let me know. Yes. But we appreciate this because we all need to be in this together. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for your words as well. Thank you for, for your perspective on this thing too. And, you know, that is very true. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with asking questions because I feel as though that's part of the issue too is we don't, why wouldn't you just say, is this appropriate or not? And if you don't understand why it's appropriate, ask. Because that's part of this. We're, I, I feel like we're, we're way too naive about it. And that doesn't even really matter what, what race you fall under. You know, that it's, it is that. It is, it is being okay with having the conversation. Again, I think it's important, especially for this topic in particular, to assume you're wrong. Because I don't know what. And, and that's what you should be doing regardless of any issue. 
you don't know that what's in the head or how to live in that other person's shoes ever, 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 ever. And I'm not saying I'm better than everybody here, but that is something I lived or, or, or loved about my life where it is now is that's how I met my future wife. That's how I met the kids that I hope I take care of because anybody walking into that situation where you have two autistic kids who are eight and 10 and no money, no, like all of those things that we do. But man, when love is there, it doesn't matter what's going on. It never does. And it never should because you are allowing so many things to get in the way before you even talk to that person. You know, and it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. If you like somebody, like them, talk, talk to all of that. There, there doesn't need to be this barrier all the time where it feels like it's eggshells. It's okay to ask questions and make fun of whatever it is. Make fun, make fun of yourself if that is the case. You know, that's how you ease the tension in a lot of these things. We go to our good friend Tom in Abington. Uh, Tom, uh, what is going on, buddy? Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. How we doing today, man? Good, man. Good. Uh, all right, all right. So uh, I love what Carson uh, came out and said. I'll get back to that. Um, and listen, as horrific and uh, disgusting as that video was, it came out of uh, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just have to realize that that's the reality of it is that's what all minorities in this country go through on a daily basis. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a white male. I'm Tom from Abington, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't raised in Abington. I yeah. was raised on the cusp of North Philly. So, I mean, from an early childhood, I saw what minorities went through. And don't get me wrong, I would never pretend to know what it's like. I mean, yeah. unless you've been in those shoes, there's no way you, you can pretend to know. Uh, but like I said, I have seen it. So I've known my whole life what's been going on out there. I guess... Um, what I would say is I think that this being the, the social media age, I think that that could be a real starting point. Yeah. Um, we just need to keep exposing what's out there. So that's going to bring more people to the forefront, such as Carson. Um, he mentioned it's institutional, and that's key um, because it's so true. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's just rampant throughout. So the more people you bring in, and the more communication you can have, the more conversation you can have. And, and I think it'll all be a step in the right direction. I, I think so, too. And like that's why I'm saying we have to at least try and start somewhere. Uh, and, you know, I, I think a, a day like today with everything that is on the line with, you know, just like you were saying with Carson and Zach speaking out, like sometimes it's just like, oh, man, uh, we, we try and separate these worlds all the time. And we've been doing that, I think, pretty well uh, here at the station. You know, like everybody's sure. been chiming in and having a lot of fun. I just, I, a- I, co- absolutely. I couldn't do you, it today. You, me you know? included, John, me yeah. included. But, and, and, I got, and it's important. It's important that you're doing this. Uh, the previous caller was, was spot on with that. Even though, did you get your AARP card yet? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I might as well chime <laughs> it up there. I'm, I'm, aren't you due at like 40? Don't, isn't that when you can get your AARP card? Uh, 50, I think, 55, <laughs> something like that. So I'll leave you with this, John. This is, it's a process. It's going to be a process. Um, I, don't, I don't even think we've begun the process yet. No. Um, because it's so rampant and it's, it's just so real. It's so out there. 
Um, and people are so disconnected from it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking out my window in Abington right now, and I don't see anything wrong out my window. But I know yeah. what goes on out there. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully hopefully yeah. this is the beginning, John. So I, keep up the good work. I appreciate it, Tom. Thanks so much, buddy. Thanks for your words as well. 215-592-9494. And this is, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um, and no one ever wants to feel like they're being left out or that their situation is being left out because that's a big part of this too is there's so much going on in our lives that how do we have that empathy when we're looking for it for ourselves? You know, And that's been incredibly difficult from a mental health perspective for a lot of folks. It's been uh, difficult for marriages, for relationships, for all of those things that are happening right now. You know, this is a... Uh, a, a, a time where it just seems that we are searching for a solution, an answer to just have relief with anything, and it keeps getting met with more and more and more consternation and more and more what seems like we're never going to get to that finish line, you know, and, and I don't want it to ever feel like that because these things, just like Tom said, are going to take a lot of time to figure out and a lot of conversations to have and a lot of action after that as well because... If we, 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 it's great to have conversations to at least understand somebody's perspective. But if we can't also collectively get to that goal, we're all reaching together to make sure that everybody is being taken care of. And sometimes you got to keep fighting for that and fighting for that and fighting for that. And as a, now I can, you know, share with you guys like, yes, an autism parent. We, we, a lot of that community deals with the same type of dismissiveness a lot of the time. I don't want to deal with these problems because it's not in front of me. I, and hearing a story about um, just before I leave and how heartbreaking it is for a family to adopt a child and then it becomes three years old, they realize that it's an autistic child and they want to give it up, you know, after having four of their own with typical kids. To me, reading that, it's heartbreaking. But I can't force you to understand that world unless I talk to you about it. And that is simply what I believe has been trying to go on with this particular race conversation since most of us have been alive. And and that is incredibly hard and demanding for now. Like, hey, uh, you didn't create it, but you got to fix it. You know, that's that's a lot to deal with uh, on, on every side of this thing. So that is... That is what I want to change moving forward. And it doesn't have to be here. And it especially doesn't have to be Twitter. <laughs> you know, like Tom said, because good Lord, I think it's hilarious that everyone just kills radio in general, but specifically sports radio, about not being able to, you know, you guys dumb it down all the time. I mean, can you imagine trying to have this conversation on any social media platform and try to at least hear people out? That's why radio is great. That's why. Uh, no matter what, as the technology keeps advancing, we will always still have this. This is important because as much as it is sports, it is community. And if we don't fix our community, who cares about the sports part of this? Because I want to walk into that stadium the same way we always do, except this time have it feel like we're not going to walk on eggshells. 
And that's always my goal. It's not going to happen a year. It's not going to happen in 10. I don't know when. But if we don't ha- start having these conversations uh, and start trying to find something different than what we've already done, we're going to wind up here again. And that is the last thing that everybody wants. 215-592-9494. It is Go Birds Radio. We've got about 40 minutes left together, but I want to hear from you. Uh, all happening right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, this is the one. This is the bed that always. Th- it's just the worst. That it's just Tom Toms forever, and then <gasps> that. that. Like, how can you come into a radio show after commercials from that song? Can, this is put it on the list. It's without a doubt this the lamest one. This is so dumb. I actually forget the name of the song too. What is this? I have no idea. <laughs> Why are we playing it? <laughs> it is Go Birds Radio. Right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP, 215-592-9494. And uh, obviously a little bit different than than our normal uh, birds conversation. I just, you know, we had two hours together and I thought it was important to get this out there only because I, well, I mean, not only because, there's a million reasons why to have this conversation. But uh, the fact that Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz came out, I honestly, not fully surprised by it, but... I, I yeah, I was surprised that that both of them came out and had long, you know, expressive words on how they feel about uh, everything that is going on with uh, Floyd and the protests, and you know what is the next steps to to actually you know get better from this. Um, and I, for a lot of different reasons, I really believe that it was an important time uh, to do that, and that's why I think it was an important time to do that today uh, as well with you guys. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We go to Chris. What's going on, Chris? Thanks for calling Go Birds Radio. What's up, brother? How are you, man? I want to say uh, thank you very much for uh, talking about this topic, and I love WIP. Um, they seem to talk about it on um, all the shows, the morning show, afternoon, the evening show. And it's important. And uh, listen to your, your voice and what you were saying when you first came on. Uh, I could just feel your passion, man, and your care. And, and I really appreciate you, brother, being like that. Of course, Chris. And just bringing everything out to the forefront. Um, I just, we all have to get along better, everybody. And that works on both sides, you know. Um, African Americans, we, we have to do better with ourselves not prejudge white people. White people can't continue to uh, prejudge us. We just have to do better. Chris, we've been doing it worse for just, just, I just want to put that out there. (laughs) We've been doing a lot worse. So we need, we need more of the talking to on that side, but I, I'm sure everybody appreciates those words. We just both, we just have to all get along much better. And this will be a better place, a better country. If we all just um, have conversations with one another, get to learn other people. Sometimes the news put them, so much negativity about people. Other people get scared and not trust, and you know, and you, you don't really know unless you talk to people and try to communicate and learn something, you know, about them. Um, I was very moved by the statement that Carson Wentz made. I'm a big Carson Wentz fan, mm-hmm. and I mean, what he was saying, it was long, and I could feel his concern about the community and all. And um, he's definitely a leader, and I really appreciate him um, talking about that incident. And um, one of the callers said, and I know other people probably going to say, well, where was Carson Wentz when it's, you know, last year? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if he didn't say anything last year. He might not have been comfortable then or didn't know what to say. 
And sometimes um, you're just not comfortable. Yeah. But I guess, but I guess when he's seeing that video, sometimes, and sometimes you really overlook things or, you know, you just don't want to get involved. But then sometimes we see things that's really, really wrong and in your face and horrible. And, you know, I, I think that video opened a lot of people's eyes. And th- this may be a time where his eyes was open and, he, you know, he just finally said something. So I don't want nobody to be calling and saying, well, Walt Carson didn't say anything now. Well, maybe right now was the time where he felt comfortable saying yeah. something. And, and, and Chris, um, just and I just want to point out, like, you know, just like everything else, that there are a lot of people that probably do disagree with the protests on on no matter what it is, you know. I know I know a lot of people mock it uh, just just because of whatever or the destruction of property and on and on and on here. But here right. we are again talking about it, you know. And and for those people to go and do that, uh, the police officers included in that to make sure. And and again, that's pretty much where this situation has started from and and I think it is you know more or less like a it, it, with Carson and with everything that we've seen kind of moving forward and just like you're describing some of this stuff just really isn't in front of you in your day-to-day life you know a lot of the times we're all trying to escape the reality of these situations and now there's really nothing to escape from that's you right know? and, and uh, I just think that um as long as we um talk about it between um, different communities and, you know, we all talk about it together. Um, I think that's the first step. And, you know, I do believe and I hope that things will get better in time. You know, nothing's going to change overnight. Yeah. As long as we don't continue annoying what's going on and talk about it between everyone, that eventually it, it can get better. And I'll just try. Yeah, I think so too, Chris. It. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. And I hope that. And um, it just, it just really fills my heart that um, when I see people who don't look like me show compassion about what's going on. And um, it, just, it, just, it just makes me feel good. Because sometimes I think a lot of times when, um, when the African Americans talk about some of these things, some other people may not understand it and think, "Oh, they just complaining or what's wrong and this and that." But when other people see it and recognize it, sometimes they can awaken um, other people to realize that, "Oh, this is really going on and it mm-hmm. is really bad." Yeah, absolutely, and I appreciate your words and thank you for you know sharing them with us today there too. And that's part of it like that's why those things are good you know late to the message but understanding it and not being able to get away from it i think is is why you saw those two messages and and it's you know part of the reason why let's not be late next time a lot of that conversation goes in there too let's go to our good friend justin down there in tennessee justin great to hear from you man thanks for calling the show How's it going, brother? You doing good? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you? You sound good, man. Great show. <laughs> okay, good. Great show. I appreciate uh, that, man. Uh, yesterday, I was able to uh, to talk to Marks and Reese after I mm-hmm. gave his uh, gave his talk, and uh, it was it was awesome, man. It was it was a great. Just, nobody, I don't think anybody could have put it to words better. 
it's it's a tough time right now for everybody, but I think it all boils down to to one simple thing. We just got to love everybody, man. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. Mean, that, that's that's my faith. Uh, I don't I don't look at race, color, creed, none of that stuff. You just got to love everybody, man. I, I've talked to you several times. I come from a small town in East Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we went. We had uh, two African American guys went went to high school with that was it man yeah i mean but you know what we we played football together we we were friends you know that's just the way it was you know i didn't see color anything like that and i just wish we could get all this crap behind us i, I really do and i hate it for these these cities and these families and everything but i mainly just wanted to reach out i've been listening uh since you came on you've done a phenomenal job today brother appreciate it justin uh, thanks man but the it's whole, the whole show's done a, done a great job. I appreciate but, uh, it, man. Thanks, man. And I know we're all. That's what I'm saying. We're all hurting with this, you know. Then that's yeah. that. Is, that feels different to me. At least it's at least we're there, you know, instead of somewhere else where we're looking at this thing and saying, "Well, good," or you know, whatever it is, because that would be more horrifying. The fact that we all yeah. feel the same kind of gives me hope. You know, yes. that, and I mean, I'm I'm blessed to be where I am. I mean, I'm. It's like Tom said. I, I'm I'm sitting out here on my front porch, man. Beautiful day, wind blowing, sun shining. I, I don't yeah. I don't have to worry about it. But there are people out there that do, that are having to worry about it. My yeah. prayers are with them. But uh, mainly, I just want to call in, touch base with you. It's been a while since I've been able to talk. To tell you, hey. Phenomenal job. Love you, brother. Love you and, too, uh, man. You keep going. I'm going to keep listening, brother. <laughs> yeah, don't disappoint me down there with the apple butter either. You know, let's oh, not I get stingy. I won't. When, when we get this corona, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, when we get this corona to get uh, over done with, I'm going to I'm gonna get some more of that wing sauce. Oh, beautiful. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And, uh, Justin, I appreciate gonna, it, man. Me and Mama are going to make some apple butter and see if you're I promise you. I love we it. Gotta, we got to get a size down for that gold burger. Yeah, absolutely we do. I, yeah. I gotta I gotta figure out how big that thing's gonna be. I, I held <laughs> off on my eagles while just for you boys. But anyway. All right, I we got, got it set up for you. We we will we will make that happen. You give us the dimensions, we'll make it fit. You you just tell me what you wanna do and hey, I'll I'll do it. But anyway, I just wanted to call mainly say I love you. Love you too, man. You guys are doing a great job. You keep going. I'm gonna be here listening. All right, man. Peace, Justin. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like Justin has got. I've seen it. Like he's excited about it. This has been brewing. I, I think he was supposed to make like this gigantic, amazing, you know, man cave to get ready for football season. And he specifically told me like we text sometimes, we'll DM sometimes. He's like right here, man. And he teaches me so many different phrases that I never, uh, you know, like he's. Uh, what was the other? Well, I can't say anything on the air, but they're really dirty and they're really hilarious all at the same time, and none of them really make sense. But they're all, you know, southern things like squirrels and all that other fun things. You I know? thought this was going to have something to do with <laughs> apple butter and how he manufactures <laughs> apple butter in his spare no, time. No, it is. No, I, I, he Justin sent me apple butter, wing sauce, me and James Seltzer, all this great stuff because he's a big listener of the pod and you know, obviously of the station as well. So it's a great yeah, guy. Yeah, Justin's like taking on a life of its own. I love seeing that. Uh, let's go to John in uh, the Northeast. John, thanks for calling the show, man. You're on GoBirds Radio. Hey, John, how are you? Good, man. John, listen, uh, are you a uh, familiar with Thomas Sowell? I'm not actually, John. Thomas Sowell is a uh, he's a libertarian, I guess. Uh, he's got conservative and um, he's got the left wing views, uh, but he's a black man and he's very mm-hmm. measured and he's he's brilliant. He's a brilliant guy. 
and he said that welfare did to the black community what slavery and Jim Crow was not able to, which was in the family. I was listening to him, which prompted me to call, where you said, what can I do as a white man to help out? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, this black struggle and the black, which is, which is very, very uh, uh, magnanimous of you. And I love that, you know. But, John, you have a pulpit. And the first thing you need to start talking about is big cities, Democrat-run cities, killing each other for sport. Okay, 10, 12 homicides in a, in a weekend. Okay, they're having kids out of wedlock. Now, if we're really going to get down to the, the nitty gritty and the, and the uh, you know uh, the, the bones of this, let's not, let's talk about everything. Let's talk about every single thing, which gets to this point that that cop who, by the way, I believe was wrong and should be punished. Uh, but I'll wait. I'll wait. To see what happens with regard to his. Uh, process mm -hmm. there's no reason why that should have been eight and eight minutes with his uh, uh, foot on uh, right. I mean, his knee on that gentleman's neck my point is there are other issues and colin kaepernick is not my moral compass barack obama is not my moral compass mm -hmm. neither is carson wentz or tom brady right i know what i know because i've seen what i've seen mm -hmm. and I glossed over that no one not jalen rose not we'll talk about this not anyone will talk about killing each other for sport in inner cities. But that, but John, what you're saying is, but what just what you're saying is, is that they like killing each other, and that's not what they're. That's not what this is all about. This is this isn't like you know. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like, of course, those things happen. We do that to each other, John, as a race. We everybody has those what, for whatever it is, motives of crime, whatever it is. But there's a difference between obvious prejudice and not. You know, and that's what that's what the issue is, and and that's yeah, been going on for a long I time. That I don't agree, John, because there's fourteen percent of the population is African American, and they're they they're responsible for fifty percent of the homicides. I mean, you can't get you can't, so. What are you saying that everybody's just violent? That's what I'm saying. It's it's this type of thinking, John, that I believe. That is that is that keeps getting it past that because we're so worried about our own crap all the time that we can't even look to what they are trying to tell you, John. That's that's what's hard is I don't and that's what's hard for me. I don't know how to break through to that. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to explain to somebody that like your stuff just isn't important to this right now. It's just not. Because uh, that's, you know, we're all feeling and looking the same way. I'm not telling you to have a moral compass and whatever. And everyone just assumes when you bring this up that you're on one side of the aisle. I've never been affiliated with any political party the entire time that I've been voting in my adult life. And I never will for a situation specifically like that because I, there's a part of me that makes it, it feels like we're dumber. That we have to say, you know, whatever it is. Like we can have good ideas or we can respect somebody's good ideas. But, oh, if it's got that letter next to them then now we can't like it anymore or whatever the whatever the damn thing is but like there are a lot of people like john who don't want to let go of that other side of it first before you have that conversation and you can feel however you want to feel i can't tell you and i'm not going to sit here and change your mind on anything but what i'm saying is this is part of why we need to start listening to one another instead of just 
treating everybody like statistics again because that is what we do every single time that we have this conversation. This is about humanity, it's about empathy, and it's about to how do we correct this so it's not like this anymore. Not let's point out to, well, this happens a lot with with their side too or whatever it is because I don't know where that gets us. It doesn't mean that I won't have further conversations with John. It just means that that seems like a bad starting point to me. 215-592-9494. We'll run through your phone calls, uh, and uh, we've got 20 more minutes together. We'll uh, say hello to Rob Ellis and uh, a lot more. It's 215-592-9494. School Birds Radio. All happening right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP 215-592-9494. I know there's a lot that wanted to uh, try and weigh in because, well, I mean, it's the world. It's 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 among us here, and I totally get it. We're going to try and get to everybody as much as we can right now. 215-592-9494. We'll go to Joe in Sewell. Joe, what's going on? Thanks for calling Go Birds Radio. Yo, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Hey, you know, there's a couple of things. One... I grew up in New York City, as I told you. I went to a vocation technical high school, uh-huh. and you had to take a test to actually get into school. And there was there was every race, everything in the school, and you would get major problems if you um, if you acted stupid. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. And, I, I, we, yeah, uh, we know where you're going with that. Yeah, and, for sure. And then basically. Uh, I don't know if you ever read Colin Powell's book. Uh, he grew up in the Bronx, and he'd never experienced prejudice until he was a uh, actual general and ended up getting stationed down south. And he was like, because in the, in the high-rises, in the projects, you had everybody in there. But anyway, there's two movies that I know you've always asked to see things, two things. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Hate You Give. I have not seen that, but I'll write phenomenal, that down. Phenomenal, phenomenal movie. You have to see it. It's about a young fella that uh, gets shot uh, on, a, on a police um, stop, uh-huh. and the kid had a hairbrush. Oh, God. And yeah. it's, just, it's just an intense movie that's really, really apropos for what's going on right now. And then the other movie I wanted you to see was something that you've asked for documentaries last yeah. week, and I forgot to give this one to you. I didn't get in. Uh, Rock, the, uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, overseen this but it's a documentary of the Miami-Dade boot camp program. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Gridiron Gang or whatever that was. Yeah, not yeah. Not the Gridiron Gang. Not that movie about football players. No, right. No. This is a movie of a boot camp that's live. These are actual uh, people that are in there that they, um, these young youth are, are, their sentences are 30 to life, 20 to life, yeah. lifetime, uh, just real, real kids that, and from, from anywhere from 17 years old to 21 years old, and they just have nothing. But this boot camp <clears throat> program takes them and, and molds them and shapes them. And inside that boot camp, that says every race, creed, uh, nationality in there. And yeah. you just see these guys come out of there as a family, as one. But it's an amazing program. The Dwayne, Dwayne Rock put it together, well, paid for the movie. Oh, okay, he great. he t- talks in the beginning and he talks at the end. It's something I think you and the audience would really enjoy. 
watching if they get a chance. Awesome, Joe. I appreciate the uh, the recommendations on that for sure as we go to KC uh, in L.A. Casey, thanks for calling the show, man. What's on your mind? Mr. Barchard, such a master class in uh, radio today. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. This is, this, is, this is just an honest conversation. That's all it was. Okay, but I appreciate the kind words. You know, uh, a close family friend of, of mine uh, was a- able to reach out on Facebook for the first time in a while, and he said that pr- pretty much he's afraid to walk out of his house, go for a walk without his daughters or his little Pomeranian. Mm-hmm. I, as a 25-year-old white guy, never have to even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's trouble for me. Like, that's, that's why it's hard for me or you to try to find a place to help out because we almost don't feel qualified yeah. to be able to give credence to this fight. But it needs to be us who are able to stand up for everyone and that everyone is equal. And that's just something that shouldn't be that shouldn't matter yeah and it's it shouldn't it definitely shouldn't but it's in it's in front of us um and it keeps creeping back up and that's i guess what's really scary for me is just you know it's it's clear that we could there are a lot of people who could be doing a lot of better things especially with those that you know do have a lot of power and i'm talking about you know athletes i'm talking about governments i'm talking about everybody that has that's that type of power to go and do those different things and it just seems like you know we we ended up uh you know in the same spot and i i keep questioning why you know and there's i i can't tell them to and convince them after all these different conversations that we've certainly had through over the years and change their mind, but I'm pretty sure I could change more people that are closer to me, just like you were kind of saying, Casey, in a way that we can help change their minds. And that's probably better route to take than, you know, running our heads against the wall of something that hasn't worked in a very long time. Exactly. One person is more than none. And also to touch on Wentz's comments, they were just as, as well, just total class, no PR involved, just from the heart. Yep. And what I think we were missing from Wentz that we might have had with Foles and still have is not to stereotype the guy, but here I go. He's kind of like a gun-toting guy from the Midwest, Midwestern values. And this kind, I, I, I can't speak for the community, but this kind of is that polarizing moment where it's like, okay, Wentz is now our QB. Like I'm sold on this guy all the way. Not only can he be a leader on the field, but he can be a leader off the field. And he has the capability with his AO one, uh, foundation. um, Yeah. Yeah. Foundation. Thank you. As well as maybe making a change, not as drastic as Malcolm or Chris long or Tory Smith, but he has the balls to say what needs to be said and to defend us as his fans and as, current residents of Philadelphia. And I think that's just huge for our community to see and huge for a huge boost for our morale in our team yeah. and for Wentz as a quarterback. Absolutely. Great job, John. Thanks, Appreciate man. It. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling in, uh, as always, as we roll to uh, Kelly in Blackwood, who wants to chime in. Kelly, thanks for calling Go Birds Radio. Gentlemen, I'm calling to add my two cents to the conversation regarding Wentz's statement. Yes. Yes. Many years ago, Charles Barkley arrogantly declared that he was not a role model. Gratefully, he has matured somewhat since those days. 
but I was disheartened at the time by his lack of insight that, like it or not, being in such a spotlight and being such a public figure with so many girls and boys, adults, male and female, wanting to grow up to be him, he, he was, he is a role model. And so with Carson Wentz, he too is a role model. So I am very appreciative of him stepping out of his comfort zone and taking such a stance and doing it in such a positive light. And I'm going to wind down by saying that you too, you guys, you too are role models, particularly how you handle someone who disagrees with you. Well, I appreciate that, Kelly. Uh, And I... Uh, the only thing we'll disagree on is um, Charles Barkley doesn't need to be a role model. Carson Wentz doesn't need to be a role model either. I've always thought that ever since he said it. I know. I know. And when I was a kid, they all told me I could be like Michael Jordan too. But, hey, guess what? I couldn't do that either. And he wasn't actually Michael Jordan that we knew after seeing the last dance. Hello. <laughs> like the 90s were great on a lot of things. And what Charles Barkley didn't want to become is what Michael Jordan did become, right? That was basically that. I think it was just, I want to be anti-Jordan. I don't want to be, you know, dolled up into <laughs> into some thing that I'm not. Uh, that's, that's, I think, why we love and appreciate Charles the same way that he knows even if it feels inappropriate, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of people thinking it. You know, there's there's some differences in there for sure. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. And I just, no matter what, no matter how you feel about how we have left things today, whether you're angry at me or whether you're happier or whatever it is that is going through, I just think it's important to keep having these conversations, even when they are uncomfortable and even when they are at a point where it seems like none of us are getting along and we're all worried about our own stuff and our bank accounts and jobs and everything it's all valid but when things continually come up like this um i i I think that is a big responsibility uh, for everybody not just one community uh, or the other and uh, that's why i thought it was important to have the conversation basically because I, I I didn't know where else to turn to today, Rob Ellis. I, it was a weird morning, and I just was I was in my feels, and uh, it's a and hard it, time. And ended up coming out in the microphone today. So. Yeah, it's a hard time, and I heard you saying this coming in. And, and by the way, very eloquent, thoughtful job today. Thank you. Uh, uh, not easy subject matter. Yeah, so I think you did a great job. You had excellent Appreciate calls. That. Yeah, they did all the work today. No, I mean uh, a look, lot of them did. Yeah, no, it was it was a, it was a really good uh, give and take, and I thought there was some excellent dialogue. Yeah, and, and this is this is how you get through these things, and this is how you hopefully learn. Right? Yes, yes, I mean, exactly. That's really what it's all about. But no, I, I mean, I, it, we're in a tough time. I mean, we're yeah. between a pandemic, you know, obviously the the George Floyd situation yeah. and everything else that's happening here uh, makes life. It makes you just sit back sometimes, and hopefully. Think a little deeper. Yes, you're going to have your moments, and that's okay, too. Yeah. You moments where you're just like, my God, man, can we just get back to normal? But when you say that, getting back to normal wasn't always good for everybody anyway. Exactly. Right. So that's yeah. that's part of this thing. So you just have to sort of step back and step out of yourself for a minute every once in a while and just try to look at things from other people's perspectives. And I think it's a healthy way to do things in general. Yeah, for sure. And that's the, what was I thought was funny about today is just, you know, everybody – uh, is so wrapped up in uh, Twitter takes and like Oof. doing this thing online and rails uh, sports radio specifically for being dumb. It's silly, but yeah. it's still one of the only places that we can do this 
and it would end up a disaster if we had tried to have this Boy, conversation I, I'll on tell Twitter, you too, John. Media. Like yeah. I, I, I use Twitter to promote, promote things yeah. generally, and I don't. I, I try not to go down rabbit holes with people because it's a no win. You know, you, right, exactly. argument, you can't argue with yeah. an idiot. You know, you're wasting your time. <laughs> and I've done it. Believe me, I've yes. been foolish enough to do it. Oh no, and you've been really good at those parts too, which oh. is why you know. But my God, Twitter's tough, man. It's really tough. It, it is the it is the un. Unmarked, unchecked, wild, wild west. Where ideas go to die, I think, as Spike Eskin said. (laughs) So that's why I'm hopeful. You know, yes, callers sometimes can have anonymity, give a fake name, but I think for the most part, we're very fortunate here at WIP that we have callers who I, I think at least. Want to express something genuine from the bottom? Of our, now you can. We don't always agree, and that's all. Sure. That's good too. Right. But a day like this is a is a nice opportunity, I think, to open things up. If you want to go there, and it's okay if you don't. Yeah. You want to talk about the Eagles? Right. Exactly. Go okay. for go for it. And yes. there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine too. But it's a great day, especially without sports right now, and hopefully we're getting close. Yeah. To be able to to maybe get some things accomplished or vent. Or have it be cathartic for you. Yes. And I think that's you've done a great job of that the last two hours. And from the things you've said the last couple of weeks, specifically like surrounding the sports of it, and it just becomes more and more apparent, especially after we've been fighting billionaires, millionaires for (laughs) for what seems like two weeks now, and just like how much sports could actually soothe a lot of these things if everyone could just get out of their head out of their ass. Yeah, I, no, <laughs> it I agree. It seems like and, it's and, happening. And yeah. I will say props, you know, as much as people deride the NHL, uh-huh. at least Gary Bettman had a plan from the jump and said, this is what we would like to do. And it's an amazing plan. Can yeah. we can we say that too? It's so, an amazing plan. Like, the, he was, to me, like really took the ball and got it done. Yeah. And, and the NBA's done a good job too. This is where baseball, and I don't want to harp on baseball all day today, yeah. but this is where you have to say let's let's get some perspective on what's really happening outside of our our little you know sports bubble here, here <laughs> yeah. and and realize what's really happening and understand what this year is going to be. We're all going to take a hit, but let's figure out a way to work as a team as one and get it together because you don't hear the NBA or NHL players squabbling over yeah, right, this, right, over right. finances. You just don't. So wake up, man, and just understand what's really happening out there and the bigger picture of things and and, and be part of a solution or a healing if you can or even a distraction for yes. two and a half hours. Yes, exactly. That's fine, too. There's nothing wrong with that either. But be that. Be that conduit if you can be that. And they're, they're, right now, they've come up as small as they could possibly come up. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it would be – be re- and that's to the point now where I'm mm-hmm. I'm finally on your side. Don't care who's at blame. Yeah. If you don't figure this out, I'm probably not coming back. Exactly right. And they don't realize <laughs> yeah. that. Like, yeah, you're going to have people who are diehards that are just going to take whatever bleep sandwich you shove of down course. their throat. I'd be but, one of them. Yeah. Right. But there are plenty of others who are either have already checked out or are like have one foot out of the boat who are going to say, forget you. Yeah. I don't need this, man. And they don't realize it. They just don't no. realize it. Hey, life's moving pretty quick here, boys. Exactly. It's pretty easy to forget you guys pretty, no, exactly. pretty quickly. But listen, so. you did a great job today. Thanks, it, again, a not easy thing to do. Yep. But, uh, it was uh, very compelling stuff. So good job. Appreciate it. Thanks, right. Rob. He's got you uh, till 6 o'clock here, 215-592-9494. I truly do mean I enjoyed every conversation we had today. And that is what is important here. Don't let it stop. Keep it moving, and we will finally come together. I promise you, there is hope along the way. 215-592-9494. This has been Go Birds Radio. John Barger, right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP.